What's that you say? You gotta turn on the radio. Okay. You got to listen to Prohibition Radio with Emma Claire. You got to listen to Prohibition Radio with Emma Claire. Hello, I'm Emma Claire, and welcome to the final Prohibition radio show of 2020. It's December and the season of glitz, glam and all that sparkles is officially with us. I'm super excited. It's my favorite time of the year and I'm also super excited to share with you guys my interview with Parov Stella. He's been such an inspiration to me since I first discovered Electro Swing back in 2013. So it's an absolute honor and privilege to have him on the radio show but for now kicking off here's some music from lvds with mr sherlock
it wouldn't be the December show without something a little bit festive. And who better to supply us with some festive cheer than the man of 2020? It is Mr. Riff Kitten. This is taken from his Christmas EP, which is called The Gift. Track is entitled Lost in the North Pole. It's coming out on the 4th of December. It is completely free and it is courtesy of the lovely people at Freshly Squeezed Music. What's that you say? You gotta turn on the radio. Okay. Wow, it really is the season of goodwill. More brand new music for you now. Taken from Barton Baker's Electro Swing Party 3 compilation, which is out on the 11th of December. This is their remix of the Papini Sisters' Dance, Dance, Dance. Snap, 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 snap.
Uh, McClare and you're listening to the Prohibition Radio Show. Brand new music from me now. This is my remix of Good Co. Begging. It's not yet been released, but it will be available very soon on Roaring City Records. Riding high when I was king Laid it out and fast cause I had everything Walked away wondering then But easy come and easy go and it would end Closer to the exclusive interview with Parov Stella and his top 10 electro swing tracks. What will be on his playlist, I wonder? Well, you shall find out very soon. But for now, brand new music from Bart and Baker with Nicole Rochelle. Hey you, I heard you on a party. Wolfgang Law on the remix. And this one is out on the 18th of December. The world is feeling upside down, but now my feet can touch the ground. Ooh, yeah, I'm feeling very good. 
hands on your hips and on your hips grin on your face time's now time is now what's coming next clap your hands clap your hands stop your feet blink an eye blink an eye no i won't sleep hands on your hips hand on your hips grin on your face grin on your face so well this just been listening to the super swinging sounds of Tallulah Good Times. All I want to do is swing and all I want to do is dance when I hear that. What a catchy song. Hey buddy, do you like to swing? Come with me. You're listening to Emma Claire, the best of all things swinging on Prohibition Radio. Radio, 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 radio.
And now it is the moment we've all been waiting for. It is time for the interview with Austria's finest musical export and the founder of Electro Swing, Parov Stella. The man who was responsible for some of the most catchy Electro Swing and Vintage Remix tracks ever is here with us on the Prohibition Radio Show. Hi Marcus, how are you? Hi, thanks, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. I also want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to speak to me because I, I expect that you are super busy. Well, of course, it's it's my pleasure. Awesome. Okay, so I know you produce music under several aliases. I was having a quick look and it was, you've got so much going on, but obviously you're best known to the Prohibition listeners as Power of Stella. And so I'd like to know how you came up with that name. Well, to be honest, the truth is quite boring because it's just a fantasy name. It's 20 years ago. I cannot remember why. There were a lot of beers in between, but I had different stories. Um, were always funny, but the truth is, it's just a fantasy name. Doesn't mean anything. Okay, that's fine. Fantasy's good. It's nice to have an element, element of mystery. Yeah. And did you always want to be a DJ and producer? And did you come from a musical family? No, 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 definitely not. So I always wanted to become a tennis professional and my father was pushing me to that and I was really deep into it. But my mom, she's kind of astrologer and she said, mm, I'm sorry for you. This is not written for you. So I think you become an artist. And I said, are you crazy? No way. I don't want to become an artist because my mom is an artist as well uh-huh. so but you see at the age of 18 it started that's cool <laughs> my mum was a teacher so i always said right i'm not going to be a teacher because you just don't know <laughs> what your parents do is <laughs> that kind of rebellious side of you i'm now i know that um pigeonholes and music kind of cause a bit of problems media and everyone likes to kind of know what genre people are so obviously you've kind of been referred to as electro swing and house and vintage remix obviously you're properly a and your one of your tracks piano boy um, fuses a lot of sounds together it's got kind of jazzy soulful vibe uh, obviously made for the dance floor but if you had to kind of put yourself into a box how would you describe your sound or do you not like pigeonholes i don't like the pigeonholes at all to be honest it was a huge problem for me a few years ago because i started producing electronic music let's say with this minimal house stuff that happened in berlin around 2000 and by accident i i started sampling these old swing tracks Mm -hmm. but my interests were always in different directions you know but suddenly those electro swing thing became so big that all the people identify myself me with with that kind of music and mm-hmm. was even hard to show also the other sides and i was fighting with that for a quite long time but uh, it's good now because i understood that um, is kind of a brand and and people expect something from mm-hmm. that brand so i decided to split it up for the more electronic and poppy songs it's now stellatronic mm-hmm. and but uh, if you see parostella you get parostella yeah but of course, it's not always easy because you don't want to repeat yourself. So you always try to find new ways, but that you keep your handwriting. You mentioned Minimal House. Um, was there anything else you went to before you kind of discovered your kind of love of the kind of swingy kind of vibes? 
Well, I like the, the the whole the whole movement of the swing era, you know, and I think it's comparable to that what happened when the rave and techno revolution came out. Mm -hmm. So I think this is quite the same feeling that people are discovering something new that is kind of. I wouldn't say forbidden, but um, nobody understands. So this is some, something, especially I think young people could identify. And but me, I'm I'm interested in many many variations of music. So it's uh, I love jazz. Well, yesterday I was listening to Nils Fram. It's just piano music. It's adorable, fantastic artist. Nice. Sounds super chilled. Nice to calm the spirit listening to some jazz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bad thing with music is you cannot listen to music during you do music. <laughs> Yes, I can relate to that one. Yeah. And your, I want to talk kind of about the artwork for your releases because they, they, they seem to send out really powerful messages. Um, how important is the artwork for you when you're kind of creating this music? Does it still tell a story? Is it an extension of the music? Uh, you know, I started not as a musician. I started as, an, as a painter, as an artist, and mm -hmm. I studied design and art in Berlin and in Austria. And a bit later, I discovered music for me. So from the beginning on, Power of Stella was wasn't never just just music. It was always kind of combination. You, you, you see, it's for me. It's more listening and watching. You know. Mm -hmm. So I started to do all these cover works, and especially especially for the Voodoo Sonic trilogy, I decided to to make the sound visible. You know, yeah. and. This is kind of the idea to have the album also as an exhibition. Mm -hmm. So the music and the art kind of merge together to portray yeah. a story. Yeah. Um, that's that's really nice. And that kind of leads me on to ask you, um, I had a look at some of the past interviews that you've um, done and you were quoted to say that your music reflects certain moments in your life. How does the new album tie into this? Like, where are you in your life at the moment? Well, I think we are living in strange times, we all, and um, a lot of changes happened to, to 2020. Mm -hmm. And I would say I had always a kind of melancholic touch in my in my work. And but also I like on the one hand, I like the dance floor, you know, I like it when people start moving, when you start sweating. So this is a <laughs> completely different experience with music when you have the, the moves to it. But I also like music for, for pictures, you know, or for movies. So I think especially Voodoo Sonic Pop 3 is, is, has very cinematic moments mm -hmm. and also this dance, dancey tracks. So it's a mixture between happy party, but also thinking in your easy chair or with pictures. Do you think the fact that obviously um, we're not having the opportunity to dance in the clubs at the moment, will that kind of impact your music moving forward? in terms of kind of moving away from dance floor beats? I think, okay, maybe we don't have the public dance floors, but um, I dance every night with my son because we yeah. have to move. We, we should not forget about that one and it will come back. We will fight it back. Absolutely. Um, and this is probably an impossible question, but I want to ask it anyway. Out of all the many, many tracks you've released as Power of Stella, um, which has been your favorite and why? I was waiting for that question. <laughs> <laughs> it is bound to happen. <laughs> you know what? I see all my tracks as children. And if you ask your mother or a father, can you tell me what is your favorite kid? It's a difficult question. But of mm -hmm. course, I would say there were some some very important tracks for Power of Stella, especially the first one, Kiss Kiss. So mm -hmm. that 
put me on the landmark of this of this uh, public um, as, as as an artist but also would say um, booty swing and all night are very were very important for the career of Paro Stella. Yeah. but there are quite a few songs that I really love maybe not so well known uh, for example is called a song called powder and of course most artists love their recent work so for me I think Woodsonic part 3 was kind of of coming home you know coming home for to the roots of Parov and um, the guy who mastered the album he said hey Marcus I really really enjoyed the third part of the Woodsonic trilogy because for me this is like how the Princess album should sound in 2020. So you saw a development, but this is the same mood. And yeah, was a nice compliment. That, that's an awesome compliment. Yeah, I'd take that one. <laughs> it's funny, we, I interviewed Nick Hollywood recently and he said uh, this similar to you about the, in answer to the question if he had to pick a freshly squeezed track, he said, it's just impossible because they're all different. They've all got their own merits. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely yeah, yeah. interesting to hear. Booty Swing is definitely one of my favourites as well. So. Yeah. Try. <laughs> and how organised are you with your music production? I'm dying to know if you obviously you'd probably need to be. Oh my god, I live in a chaos. Believe me. Now I think it's impossible to work as an artist or as a musician. You cannot have a nine to five job. So if you're not in the mood, you can have a try. I did this many years because I was just working for the result. I, I wanted that feeling, the kick that I go to bed with a nice beat or with a nice song. But it's the way, it's the process. And if you don't do it with love and fully motivated, you will not get any satisfying result. And the same happens here. So if I'm in the mood for it or fully motivated or can feel the music, then I go to my studio. If not, I go painting or I, I kick some balls with my with my son. That that's a really insightful uh, look into it, and I think you're 100 percent right. You cannot force creativity. You no. just need to go with it. Do you get kind of like I always find that at midnight when I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll think of something and I need to write it down. And <laughs> just yeah, mostly you should be ready for that. That's the reason why for my studio, my art actually in my house, you know, because uh, sometimes I have the same. I wake up at night or just when you go to bed oh my god this could be an idea i have to keep it i have to keep it so i go to studio just to to put a few layouts but that's a good thing this is this is the, the crazy and, and good thing in our job i think absolutely and um obviously you mentioned your son and your kind of like family life is really important to you um, but do you get an opportunity to kind of party anymore or are you just 100 kind of focused on music as a kind of obviously as a career and the, the business side of the industry? Well, uh, of course I have. Um, I have to say, I maybe it's when, when I'm touring and I'm coming home from tour, there's not there's not uh, a demand or a need for having party private. Mm -hmm. But I would, I love to sit with a, a couple of friends, you know, to have a few drinks and, and of course with good music. But what I see now is with this lockdown and the COVID situation that we're not touring. So I'm really hungry for a part, you know, to let out uh, all this energy. And I think, this is something I'm not alone with that. So the humans are social and, and they need to get in touch with other people and to have a party. It's true. And in a imaginary universe, if you could be anything apart from a musician, what would you be? <laughs> would like to be a cat. <laughs> That's a, cool a professional answer. cat. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's a great answer. <laughs> Do you have any cats? Uh, not at the moment. The neighbor's cats are always coming. Um, but when I w- was living in Austria, so I had at my best time, I think it was uh, eight cats. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of cats. <laughs> That's a lot of, yeah. And so they all do cats. what they want. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And from cats, I don't know how we're going to get from cats to social media, but I'm going to try and get there somehow. <laughs> Obviously, um, fans are a big part of what you do. Um, YouTube as well. I've been looking on your YouTube channel and some of the tracks getting over like a million views, which is impressive. What would you say your kind of preferred way is to kind of reach out to your fans, the people that can't come and see you, your gigs? How do you reach them by through social media? I would say social media plays a very important role, um, especially for musicians like us who are a bit more underground, you know. But it's always annoying me sometimes because you always have to post, you always have to bring something new. So it's just so, so um, I'm not sure what I should think about it, you know. And it's sometimes it's overwhelming me how many informations are coming in and also for the people and it's you know, it changes so fast with this social media. I, I remember 20 or 30 years ago, you had a favorite band and it took time. This was your band. You liked their style. And now you get massive information every day and it changes. So, yeah. but it's important. Yeah. Social yeah. media for us, it's important. Absolutely. I can concur though. It is, can be massively overwhelming and somewhat time consuming as well. It just never ends. It's then it's TikToks. It seems to be the one that's kind of taking off at the moment. <laughs> oh, my son is. My son tried to explain me in TikTok. I still don't get it. <laughs> no, we'll leave that one to the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then just just on the subject of kind of social media, again, I had a look on your um, your Facebook page, and you're nearly on the brink of one million followers. Do you pay much attention to your stats? I mean, that's an impressive number. Well, of course, it makes me proud but because um, if one million people push the I like button, that means a lot for me because I did not force them. And um, I would love to go with every follower for one beer at least. So because they're my <laughs> friends, you have to go for a beer with your friends. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, of course. But then what does it mean to have one million followers at the moment at Facebook? Um, that does not mean if I make a post or do posts that they can read it, you know? And this is some, something I really feel a bit in sorrow with because you have to pay that they all can see it. And this is that was changing a few years ago. So it's just a number, but yeah. I'm proud of it. Absolutely. And obviously you said you, that you kind of don't you try not to pay too much attention and get kind of too sucked into social media but has it had had any negative impacts on you in terms of mental health and also looking at the wider music industry because obviously it must be quite a lot of pressure have you experienced any negative sides I definitely have mental health problems but I don't know if it comes from Instagram or social media. So I, I I cannot say yes or no for that. Well, in, in fact, I think it could be a problem, but um, I don't want to be very old-fashioned because I remember my grandmother uh, when telephone was coming up in Austria in the 30s, 40s, she, she thought uh, the devil sent that invention, you know, and maybe the same happens with us and in 
50 years, our kids would say, oh, what are you doing that? In my childhood, we had an Instagram and TikTok. That was a nice time. It was not so fast. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just a, a crazy time that we live in. I think social media is great in some respects, but in others, yeah. it has there's a lot of things to answer for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously, um, we kind of touched on um, coronavirus, how it's kind mm. of affecting uh, there's no dancing. Um, and you kind of mentioned that you've kind of got more time for yourself. Um, have you taken any other positives from the break in touring? To be honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, um, I had a lot of time to spend it in my my studio and to to produce new tracks and but you know all my musicians and, and people working for that life business they don't have any jobs now they don't have income and I have to think about it every day mm. so pff, it was a huge cut it was really a huge cut and and I would say it. If somebody comes and tells us, okay, in March 2021, 20, we start again, okay, we can count on that. But at the moment, the, the, the ugly thing is that nobody knows how we really can, how will we continue? Will we continue? This is true. It's, uh, yeah, it's just like not knowing. It's just a never ending, mm. never ending cycle, isn't it? It's just, at first, I kind of thought it was a bit of a holiday, you know, you got a couple of months off to yourself and then we'll be back to normal but it's it's not happened yeah 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 <laughs> so i mean obviously the touring is something that a lot of the prohibition fans were all dying to ask about i know it's a kind of sensitive question but i feel like i need to answer it because there's a lot of people that are kind of really want to come and see you play when the coronavirus pandemic is over do you have plans to tour and more importantly will you be coming to the uk of course of course we will come back to uk again but nobody knows when exactly so yes anyway enough of the negative let's talk about something positive i saw power of stellar band at the beat herder festival in mm -hmm. the uk a couple of years ago and it is one of the most memorable gigs that i've watched it was amazing it blew me away um now this is a kind of slightly geeky techie question that michael rack and myself are keen to know michael rack from dutty moonshine what's your live setup for your gigs well of course um we have um I think we are seven on stage. Let me count. I always forget. Well, first I, I play with my laptops. I do it with the um, with the Ableton Live, and then I I put out everything from the production side, from the recorded tracks that I don't need on stage. So the bass, for example, is played live. Then I let in mostly the the, the brass section to double it with them and keep them some space for solos. Uh, so we have trumpet, trombone, we have saxophone, we have bass, we have one singer, two singer, drums and me. So we're eight people on stage. And you mean the surrounding also with the monitor technician or which uh, gears we use? Yeah, I think he just wanted to kind of know what in general, what you set up for, for your live shows was. I know he does Dutty Moonshine big band. So I think he was probably just curious from one yeah. band to another to see how it all works. Yeah, we have also very a huge LED wall set up, you know, so we have a kind of cubes with LEDs. So that that shows that I was very interested always to connect this audio with the with the visible thing. And mm -hmm. somebody told me a live show is 50% watching and 50% listening. So I yeah. took this serious. 
That's, that's true. I think I do. That's one of the things that always stands out for me from Beat Herder. It's just the visual aspect of the thing. So, yeah, that, that's really cool. So, Michael Rack, if you are listening, hope that's answered your question. <laughs> and do you prefer writing, producing, or playing live gigs? That's a difficult question because I think you cannot compare those two. I really enjoy sitting in my studio. But now I have a huge demand for, for going live. And I think both the live of each other. I can produce music in my studio, but I have to play it somewhere, you know? Yeah. So everything comes to another. That's true. That's a, that's a quite a clever answer, really. And I hadn't really thought about that. Everything, there's no point producing the music if you don't then go on to play it somewhere. So, yeah. <laughs> and so it's all connected. And do you have a kind of favorite gig or show that's kind of stood out to you uh, from your career? And if so, what kind of made it special? Well, there were a few ones. Uh, we played once the La Fête de Humanité in, in, in Paris and it was in front of 120,000 people. So this was so massive, you know, mm-hmm. you couldn't see the end uh, of the crowd. Um, but I remember we played in London, the Alley the Pally, with, with nearly without any PR or advertisement and things like that. We just did it social media. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we were sold out with 2000. It was really overwhelming and impressing for us as well. What a fantastic, this was one of my best nights, I think. Amazing, that's cool. I've, I've never been to the Alley Pally myself, but I shouldn't probably say this, but I like darts and they always have darts live from the Alley Pally that I watch on TV. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm uh, ruining my street cred there, aren't I? I should keep that on to myself. <laughs> um, so uh, keeping on the subject of music and, and kind of in ju- especially kind of electro swing and vintage remix, um, from my perspective, 2020 has been a pretty strong year for music in terms of like stuff that's been released. Has any kind of bands or producers kind of stood out for you? I'm really, really bad in names, sorry. I cannot answer you that question. I'm bad with names. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I can imagine it's probably the last thing that you need him to do at the moment because you're not gigging, so DJ sets or anything, so you don't really need to be looking yeah. at who's releasing what. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you have any uh, advice that you could offer to kind of new DJs and producers that are looking to get into the music industry? I know when I first started playing electro swing, you were a big inspiration to me. So it'd just be cool to see if you have any advice. The most important thing is that you find your unique style, you know, that people immediately recognize, oh, it must be a song of this or this guy. And because there are so many good producers outside there, so many thousands, millions. But what makes the difference? And I think the difference is always that you have some something in your work that nobody did before. And even if they're just a few small aspects, but find your own way, your your handwriting, your brand mark. That's really good sound advice. That's yeah, that's really great. It's, it's, uh, it's the most <laughs> difficult one. It, it's true. It, it's it's hard to be unique because it, you struggle to find things that people haven't done before. But I guess that's all about being a creative. You need to get creative and, and experiment with new sounds. Yeah. Um, and what can we expect from you uh, personally, Power of Stellar, over the coming months and years? What does the future hold? Well, nobody knows. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not the fortune teller, but um, <laughs> I'm still working hard, you know, and I got back 
I got it back to be hungry to to produce music and to do different things. Now in November, you will get the, the complete Voodoo Sonic album. And we are working on a documentary about Power of Stella, which, which will be released next year. So we also got a request to do a, a huge live show with the symphonic orchestra. So we are thinking about that one as well. So there are always some crazy ideas spinning around. And I think, um, yes, to stay creative. Yeah, that's a good answer. Stay creative, that's important. If you lose your cre creativity, that, that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> I'm really excited to, uh, to hear of the uh, documentary, also the orchestra, that's um, some really exciting things to look forward to. And do you have any thoughts um, from your personal kind of viewpoint about the electro swing scene itself, the genre? Obviously, there's a lot of talk about how you know it, it was dying a few years ago and now it's not how do you think things are going to pan out they told me 10 years ago that this is just a, a short uh, a short movement for one or two years so it's dying since 10 years it's okay it will never die because this is this is a music genre now that's the same that somebody would tell us uh, drum and bass will die you will always have some drum and bass parties and you will always have some electro swing parties i think um the quality was really increasing with with the songs that came out mm -hmm. um of course we are uh, we're a bit limited you know with the sampling stuff because there we have this old swing songs we can work with we always can dig to find some pearls or some treasures it's it's okay but let's have a look at techno or house music music has it changed so much in the past 20 years? I don't think so. So, and, and after 20 years, we dig out the old classics and remix it. So the same happens with electro swing. I think electro swing is just, this is a feeling, you know? This is a feeling when you go out and even if you heard the song for, for 20 or 30 times out, you feel good. This is something to move. So I think this will stay forever. Let's hope so. I certainly hope so. <laughs> no, it's a good point you make about house and techno. And I think you get it in any scene as well. Those, those same same tracks keep coming up, but it's because we love them. There'll always yeah. be people that say that it's a bad thing, but... I think maybe one advice for the whole community is to be open-minded, you know, to let in some other influences. I think it happened already with some kind of electro blues. But yeah. who gives a if some, some track uh, is getting a bit more poppy or more in that direction? I think it's the mood, so... Just be open-minded and, 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 and feel the development. Absolutely. That's you hit on a key point. Be open-minded. Things yeah. change, things evolve, and yeah. you just have to have to go with it. So yeah, great answer there. Now, um this was a an extremely popular thing when I put this out. We ask when we have guests on the show, um, we ask the Prohibition listeners and the Electro Swing community okay. questions. Funnily enough, there was millions of them, but I've picked the best ones. Um, so this is a question from Sarah and Steve. They were lucky enough to see your live show at the Brixton Academy in December 2019. Cleo Panther had just left the band, so it was Elena and Anzue. That's probably not how you say it, but there we go. They were taking a lead role. Uh, they absolutely smashed it, but they would like to know how has the transition gone from Cleo leaving and the other ladies taking over? From their point of view, it was seamless. Well, first of all, it, it was a shock for us when Cleo told us that she has to quit uh, for private issues and 
but we understood because if you're touring for years and years and I think she was in a certain age where she was uh, were thinking things and maybe to, to have more family life you know but um, I think the, the good point in, in, in that band is that they never put it out the lead of a leadership you know mm -hmm. so it could be me but also sometimes the horns so it's not in a typical band where everybody's just look at, looking at the at the singer you know but we had a lot of experience of course for years now and we made a kind of casting for new singers mm -hmm. so Andrews joined the band before because I worked with him now nearly for 10 years um, just ask him if he is interested to perform maybe a few tracks live so we started with him I think he was performing two tracks at the beginning then we have three and then it's getting more becoming more and more and then Elena joined the band so we thought we of course there is no substitute for Cleo everybody is um, is our own his own character and the same for Elena and and those but we try to keep the the, the, the mood and the feeling of the live show but I, I, I talked with them a lot and said, okay, bring in your own style, but never forget the whole thing, okay? Mm. So that we keep it, we keep it authentic. And yeah, we, we did a lot of rehearsals and I was surprised as well. It was a kind of seamless, mm. you're right. That's good, yeah, I can imagine it'd be quite scary taking over from somebody else who's had such big boots to fill. Yes, it was, I was a bit, a bit worried at the beginning so do we will do we continue like that but i have to say that we we made the next step you know we have mm, kind of more energetics right now and a bit more of of conversation with the crowd that's important it's great when you get bands yeah. and performers that really feed off the crowd it really adds that yeah, kind of extra level to a show now kimberly would like to know can you swing dance <laughs> Only in bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, unfortunately, I cannot. I'm just jumping around to the rhythm, and I don't care which one it is. Of course, I need some some very fast ones. But uh, my trumpet player, he is able to to swing dance. He's good in it. Oh wow, that's great! Uh, <laughs> swing dancing and trumpet playing at the same time. <laughs> um, and Alana um, would like. To, well, she says even. Clearly, you've managed to stay creative through this difficult year with the release of your latest album. Have you found time to pick up any new skills or hobbies that we don't know about over lockdown? <laughs> uh, I think I'm not the guy for hobbies, you know. Most of my hobbies become very quickly to my job. Um, not really. This is, was just a bit of more time spending in studio and standing in my art uh, with my art, and I I took the time maybe to improve to improve my working process. You know, to to try out uh, new synthesizers, to try out new instruments, record a little a little bit, to play around a little bit more. So and to take time to develop the songs or the paintings. But that's it. I don't have any hobbies beside Wing Chun, but this is not a hobby. This is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the same. I don't have any hobbies. <laughs> Music is literally I yeah, live, I breathe, eat, sleep music. <laughs> usually hobbies are things for people who feel bored. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have the time to have a hobby, but no, I don't. 
Um, now, this might be a tough question, but Ray would like to know what's been the most memorable moment of your career? Mm, all of a few ones, but I think I mentioned before the first release of Kiss Kiss was yeah. my starting point. So, and I remember I sent it out to so many labels and so many distributors, but nobody wanted it. So, at the end, I decided to do everything by myself. Mm. And it was a big surprise. So Kiss Kiss will be always my my firstborn, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, I have to say, All Night and Booty Swing brought me to a certain level uh, in my career that is... Yeah, I'm very grateful for these songs. Mm, absolutely. That's cool. And we've got another question from Michael Rack. I don't know how he sneaked in there with two questions, but he would like to know your three favorite electro swing artists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we're with, with, with the names again. Um, well, there's so many. And if I mention now three, the others think, oh, this doesn't like my music. <laughs> I know. There was much speculation in the Electro Swing group of what your answer would be. Everybody who produces Electro Swing has their merits and they are all awesome. Yeah. We shall leave that one at that. <laughs> and a final fan question for you. Chris asks, do you consider yourself a dance artist who happens to use jazz samples or do you feel like you're extending jazz into the present day and do you consider your music to be genuine 21st century jazz? That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. Mm, could be from both sides. Sometimes we play, for example, at jazz festivals and then we play at electronic dance festivals. So I don't know what, what what's more, but I think my mission was more to to keep the energy of this music of the of the past century, to keep it and to bring it in the new century and to show it even young young kids mm. because i made the experience when i was young and i heard uh, let's say fred astero people like that i constantly uh, immediately f- felt bored because this this is music for 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 my grandmother you know and i think with this kind of mixture maybe it's easier for young people to discover the mood or the the vibe what what was happening 100 years ago so and if they dig deeper, they will see that the 20s and 30s were really open-minded. Uh, it was an open-minded time in terms of sexuality, in terms of, 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 of drugs, in terms of party, in, in terms of, of fine arts and thinking. So that was not a boring time, what, what the young most think. Yeah, that's a really cool answer. And I hadn't really thought about that, actually, because I've, I've myself kind of done jazz festival gigs and I'm playing original swing music and the old people there's like little old days in the audience they're looking at you thinking you're too young to like this music yeah <laughs> i heard it quite often <laughs> unfortunately not anymore i'm now i'm too old for that music <laughs> well yeah it's, it's a really interesting slam i thought yeah that was great and after kind of the horrible horribly tough question there i feel like some of these fun questions we got are really quite involved um we always like to finish the interview off with just a little bit of a quick fire round so so here we go. Wine or beer? Beer. Straight in there. I love that one. Um, summer or winter? Autumn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll let you okay, know. let's say a bit more summer. Yeah. 
Autumn, uh, to be fair, uh, autumn is a lovely time of year because it's that you get the kind of best of both worlds. So maybe next time I shall ask that one. Um, swing or jazz? Uh, I have to say chess to, today, but maybe tomorrow would answer with swing. So, but today chess. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and um, and this is another question that I possibly know the answer to. But on your night off, do you stay in or do you go out? I want to go out. Thought <laughs> you do what the other first person that I've had on the on the show that's actually replied they'd like to go out. <laughs> Everyone else is really boring and they just say they want to stay in. <laughs> so that's great. And the final question for you, what three things do you always take to a gig with you? Well, my headphones. Um, before it was an iPod, before my audiobooks and my passport. <laughs> that's a good one. Can't get anywhere without that. <laughs> that's super and this is a little additional question that's become a bit of a running theme with the Prohibition radio show so we had Jamie Berry on and I asked him what three things he takes to a gig with him one of the things was sandwiches which was a bit random and his sandwich choice is BLT Nick Hollywood's was tuna mayo Little Violet was a vegan sandwich so we'd like to know what's on Paro Stella's sandwiches Parastella sandwiches. Yeah, what's your sandwich filling a choice? It's a British thing, I have to say. The Brits are very keen on the sandwiches. I'm not sure if it's so much of an Austrian. Do you mean which which is inside the sandwich? Yeah, what what do you have inside your sandwich? <laughs> uh, I would say a tuna spread or a salmon. That was great. Yeah, with, with Nick Hollywood on that one, he said the tuna. We said when, when we book you all for Prohibition, I'll be able to put a rider on for you so I know exactly what it is you like to eat. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> there you go. It's a British thing. I think yeah, we, we, yes. There we go. That sounds very British. <laughs> it is very British. <laughs> well, we've come to the end of the interview. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yes, very much. Thank you so much for the nice questions. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. So yeah, big thank you for that one. Thank you too. Hey, you're listening to the Prohibition Radio Show. So there we have it. That was my interview with Parov Stella. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Do let me know what you thought in the, the post comments below. I just want to say a big, big thank you to Marcus for taking the time out of his busy schedule to speak to me. And now it gives me great pleasure to share with you his top 10 electro swing tracks that I have mixed together for your listening pleasure. If you'd like the full track list for the show, as always, it is available on the Prohibition MCR YouTube channel and also Mixcloud. Hey guys, I'm Parov Stellar and you're listening right now to my top 10 electro swing tracks on Prohibition Radio.
Milano, porta vicina. Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao partigiano.
the dark just to scare the ghost away? I know there's something following me that I can't see. Someone sure laid an awful hex on me. A hex? Off hex. That's pretty far-fetched. Man, I think you're just a little bit touched. If you'd have got a load of what I saw last night, you'd have backed the Yankee Clipper on his maiden flight. Last night I saw up on the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. I came home last night at three. The man was waiting there for me. But when I looked around the hall, I couldn't see him there at all. Hey guys, I'm Parov Stellar and you're listening right now to my top 10 electro swing tracks on Prohibition Radio.
Guess the rest.
Hey, you're listening to the Prohibition Radio Show. What a super swinging selection of music there from Power of Stella to finish the final show of the year. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I certainly did. All that is left to say now is wishing you all a very happy Christmas and a lovely new year. And I shall see you in January 2021 for the first show of the year with the lovely Tallulah Good Times. What's that you say? You gotta turn on the radio. Okay. You got to listen to Prohibition Radio with Emma Claire.